you're about to listen to Brittle Star's really great podcast. The really great podcast is fueled by our well-caffeinated friends at Club Coffee. It's a it's kind of a misnomer because there's no actual club to join. They just they make like they they make coffee. There's no club, so don't don't get your hopes up. They make delicious compostable coffee pods that you can find at retailers across Canada, like Loblaws, Amazon, and Costco. And they're Canadian too, eh? If you're not into coffee, sorry. Hey, how are you doing? It's Brittle Star here. Um, before we get started on this episode, it's a pretty great episode, actually. It's one of my favorite conversations I've had, I think, just because it's the person we're talking to, uh, their experience kind of weirdly intersects with my own. Not like sex, the word, but intersects, S-E-C-T-S. Um, but before we get into that, I, just, I was thinking about a couple of things, and I'm, you know, starting to do live events again, like in-person things and going to stuff like that. And we've been out for dinner a few times and I'm just like thinking like sort of, you know, coming out of the pandemic, even though I know we're not done yet. Um, life is kind of returning to normal. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Isn't it kind of weird how it's like, it's sort of a bit of a, like everyone's, when we started the pandemic initially, everyone was like, okay, it's two weeks. We'll get just locked down for two weeks and then we'll be We'll be fine. So we can we can just all just hang out and eat chips and watch TV. And then that two weeks came and went. Things didn't get better. And then like suddenly it's like, you know, it's like a month or two. And we got like, ah, oh, you start dreaming about going out and having dinner out and going to events and going to concerts and stuff. And, and you really miss it. And then you flash forward to like where we are now. And we're starting to like sporting events are opening up and uh, restaurants and uh, cinemas and all the fun stuff is starting to happen again. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a little bit timid, which is, I, I was so eager to get back to all this stuff, but now I've been sort of, you know, so focused on making sure I'm, I'm safe and making sure other people are safe that I'm kind of thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't know, should we be doing this? You know, like, should this, is this safe for us to do this? But of course I have to keep reminding myself that the majority of people are double vaxxed and they're doing what they're supposed to. They wear masks when they're supposed to. Like every, like the majority of people are doing the right things to help each other out and you know, show that social solidarity, which initially appeared when masks were happening, and then you sort of the news kind of got fixated on all the big wiener heads who uh, were like doing rallies about anti-mask and anti-vax and stuff like that. But I mean, those people are just a minority. They're just like a a tiny fraction. I think I did the math uh, about about it here in Canada, anyway. And there's like at this point in recording, it's something like seventy three percent of all Canadians have been vaccinated, and that leaves about twenty seven percent. And then if you subtract the under twelves who haven't been vaccinated yet, that's like another ten percent off of that. So you're left with like fifteen to seventeen percent of the population who are eligible for a vaccine but haven't had one yet. And you start to realize, oh. Yeah, they might seem like a lot of a lot of people in a park, but if you look at the big picture, that's not a lot of people. That's a pretty small. I mean, you wouldn't like let if you had a group of ten friends, you wouldn't like let two of them decide where you go and where you can't go. You'd be like, guys, this is what we're doing. So get with it or go home. Um, so that kind of makes me feel better about that, and it makes me feel better about heading back out into and being safe. And the thing is, is we're going to be fine. It's going to be absolutely fine. It's a different game this time around as we head into winter, and it's you know we've got uh, 
the vaccines and stuff, and, and I think we're all we're going to be good. So just, you know, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, a little bit of an on-ramp, but we're going to be all right. So just relax and, and try to enjoy it. Anyway, let's get on to the episode. Today we're talking to... Hello, I'm Hannah Pilkis. I am a comedian, actor, writer. That was good. It was kind of kind of dry. I mean, it was kind of, you know, you're so funny. <laughs> it's kind of a comedian, hi, actor, writer. <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm a yeah. comedian, an actor, and a writer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I need a little like honk nose and a water, a flower that squirts water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that waka waka always works at the end, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, no, it's good. I think it's a sign of a professional, though, is when you, uh, when you, you know, you just sort of, not to sound like my mother in law, but uh, you're so professional. Um, but right. you just sort of like, you just say what you do. And there's no, you don't feel right. the need to justify it. You don't feel the need to, uh, to you know, apologize for it. There's no right, caveats. No button on it. Yeah. No, it's just that's what it is, and that's that's all that matters. Yeah. I'm so. Yeah. I was saying to you, I'm so excited to talk to you because you and I haven't talked in a very long time. And I know. It's been. I think you and I. The last time you and I talked in person. Oh God! Um, like 2016, maybe 2017, yeah. maybe. Um, I think it's been four. Yeah, I think it's probably been almost five it's years. It's been a long time, and I was thinking yeah. about the first time you and I met, and it was. I yes. mean, I'd known you from because you and I were both on Vine, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I was a big fan, and I remember when. Gregor and I, our youngest and I, uh, and I went to uh, California. We were there for some meetings and we were going to meet up with people and make some vines and collaborate and all that kind of stuff. And our first night there, we were like, oh, we don't know where to go, what to do. And we went out for dinner with you and Manon, Manon Matthews, yes. um, to uh, Cafe Gratitude. And right. Yeah. And it was like, uh, it, was, it was very L.A., for me, which yeah, was I've been I've been LA. It is. Yep. It was crazy because it was and, and yep. it, every time I've been there since, and I really just go there to take other people there to go. You will not believe how LA this place is. Uh, yeah. Or like the yeah. server. That's where you have to order by uh, how you like. It's like you, I I am bliss yeah, or something. I will have the I am thoughtful or the I am introspective or <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I am hungry. Please just bring me. Some fried Please chicken if you have it. Salad. Do you have any fried chicken here? Can you get that next door well, the, or something? The irony is always that they're not in the greatest mood. No. And, and that you and and I get it. I'm like, if I had to do that all the time, <laughs> I would be crabby too. But you know, it's just sort of like, let's cut the formality. Let's just get to the food, you know? But it is it is an experience. Is it like do you think it's basically like a is it like an LA theme restaurant? Is that what's happening with Cafe Gratitude? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it like, do I they really, have Licks hamburgers in the States? They have that. It used to be this chain up here called Licks, which is a terrible name, really. When you what's think of, that? Well, it's like a bird. <laughs> I know, Licks. Like, who wants to go to that? That's probably why it's not in business like anymore. That. No, no one liked it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they they would have a thing where you would, they'd have all these little songs and they'd be like, you know, uh, this guy wants fries. This guy wants fries. This guy wants fries. And they'd like all, it'd be like an open kitchen. They'd like have to sing it back to each other. But it'd just be like people you knew from the grocery store. It wasn't like, they were right. hired caster, and then you'd be like, "Oh, you're the guy that flipped my burger and sang about my fries," <laughs> yeah. and it was just really horrible. Yeah. But you, they all wanted to die inside. Is is cafe gratitude the I, same as that? Is it that kind of thing? We're like, oh I, god. 
I mean, I think whoever started that, because I worked at their like cousin restaurant years ago, which was called Gracias Madre. And similar, you had to come in before your shift started and do like a, an emotional check-in. No. And you're like, I'm 23. I want to <laughs> just sell the vegan Mexican food. Let's skip that. <laughs> it was like, I don't need, the, the, you want the truth? My check-in, I'm not good. I have to work here. You know, like I'm not, I'm not feeling rounded today. I want a day off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, they hand you your scarf and you whip your scarf around your neck and you're like, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. They're like, here's your feather earring. I really <laughs> feel like it was just like one of, you know, I'd worked at a bunch of restaurants and that one, everyone, the morale was the lowest. The irony being that, you know, what they were promoting was like this. I just think it's like, don't try to do that in the service industry. No one's no. going to feel enlightened serving burgers. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't. I mean, the thing is, I think there's very few places I've been to where you've had professional serving staff where you're thinking they're getting well paid and they're very happy. Usually it's like, no, they, right. we locked out because they're in a good mood right now because they, they're just, they're working in a restaurant. They don't yeah. want to be here. This is probably not where they want to be, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, if there's sawdust on the ground, you can guess that it's not like a great work. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the know? peak of so. their career trajectory that they envisioned. It's <laughs> yeah. not where they said, you know, when I make it, I'll know because there'll be sawdust on the floor and that'll be it. Yeah. And what's so funny years ago, I had like a aha moment. I was at a restaurant working and I, <laughs> I, went up to the bartender and I said, I'm leaving and I'm never going to do this again. And I never looked back. And wow. it was like, a, it was this moment where it was like, if I stay here for another moment, quality of life will go down even more. And so I made that decision and I never, I never went, I never had to go back. So that's, I mean, that's really great know, I'm though. I'm lucky. Have you always been like that? Have you always been able to just like make those big calls? No, I think I probably had done it for like two years too long. Right. <laughs> and that truly was the point of no return. I wish that I was like, oh, this no longer serves me. But I think I just sort of knuckled through for two years right. longer than I ought to. And it was like, if I stay here, I will have a mental breakdown. And I don't think anyone wants that with their, <laughs> you know, chicken parm. So. <laughs> I think back to yeah. that first uh, time when we met and we were out for dinner and it was all very foreign to me. And it was very weird. And the reason... One of the well, the main reason for me that it was odd is because uh, you seemed so like uh, this is the really hard thing for me to articulate. When I started doing stuff and making videos on Vine and stuff like that, and we had some success and, and then we're down. Suddenly, we've come yeah. from like Canada and we're like from small town Canada and we're suddenly in Los Angeles and we're eating off Melrose right. and it just it was all very like oh like we'd stepped into the TV screen a bit and. Right. I would be fans of, you know, you and Manon and all that kind of stuff. And so would Gregor. And then you were there and you were in front of us and I'd go, oh, dear God, uh, these people are like less than half my age. This is must be like how I like what was your like? Well, that's surely you must have looked at me and said, oh, why? What's wrong with this fully grown man? Well, I mean, same thing with me with me to Gregor. It was like, I think that was kind of the magic of Vine was yeah. that it was this point in time where it was kind of just this like ageless, really just like fun. I don't know, even when you were saying like when we would all collaborate, like it was just, it felt like all the BS was cut out and it was just like people that wanted to make something funny together, which I really, mm -hmm. I miss that. I miss this sort of, and it also felt kind of detached from the industry or any sort of, yeah. I mean, I know it was like, it just felt like it was funny for the sake of being funny, which I think was just a really nice, I don't know. I feel like that will remain this kind of pocket of my life where it was just 
it didn't matter how old anybody was or what their mm-hmm. credits were, any of that. It was just like, let's make something funny together, which was nice. It was incredibly nice. And it was such a fun time. I think that uh, yeah. maybe one of the subsequent trips when we were down there and uh, I think you and Manon showed up. We were staying at a hotel called... Yes, the, I remember this. I remember the, seeing that video. Yeah, The Grove or no, not The Grove, not something else like that. The, 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 oh, it's got a name like that. I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. It's in like a West Hollywood okay. sort of area. And... Um, yes, uh, you you two came over, uh, like Jay Cyrus was over, Vincent Marcus was over. Um, yeah. And it was like, I know the previous day we'd had like Sonny Mabry over and uh, uh, Eric Artella was over. And it was just like a really, you're right. I mean, that was a really cool thing about it is that you you guys came to, like you didn't need to be there. Like a bunch of weirdos come down from Canada and you're like, we'll meet you in a hotel right. room. You and your family? Absolutely. Right. It sounds like the setup for the aristocrats joke or something. It's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Something you're gonna open the door and you're gonna witness something that you can never close your eyes again. And that's true. But you would arrive and then. But there also was this like this like innocence to it too, right? Yeah, exactly. It was just like, yeah, you're right. If someone was sort of like peering in from the outside, they'd be like, "What the hell is this cult situation?" But that's it. Was also impossible to explain to my friends that didn't do Vine at the time, like what we were doing and like. I dated people, you know, Nick Gallo, like I yeah. had romances on by and I had, and it was just this couple years of, of a couple year point in time where it just felt like this community that was just built in. And so if you did the same thing, it was like the language that you guys could speak together, you know? Um, um, Nick Gallo yeah. almost killed me, by the way. Did you know that? Oh, how so? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, we were in New York and uh, asked him to swing by, and he uh, we were staying in uh, we were staying across the Queensboro Bridge in whatever that's called, Long Island City, I think it's called. And uh-huh, yeah. uh, uh, he came by and he said, "We said let's film, let's do some because that was the whole thing. You'd meet up with people from Vine, and you'd be like, yeah, we know each other from this stupid app. Let's just make some videos.' Right, and, right. And he was he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take five trains to get down to see you to make a six second video. Yeah, oh, the we commitment. F- right, I know. So we filmed this." one scene out in the parking lot of this hotel which is a tiny parking lot the idea was he was going to be um, it was me saying to my sons Owen and Gregor saying uh, you know we're in the big bad city you gotta be careful you know you gotta be super careful never let your guard down blah 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 but as I'm saying that we're kind of in triangle formation and we're each holding a bag of chips <laughs> and uh, Nick runs by and grabs Gregor's bag of chips and then runs by again and grabs Gregor's bag of chips or yeah by, grabs Gregor's <laughs> then grabs Owen's and but he's running right out of frame and then the final f- beat he runs and tackles me by screaming going ah and like running at me sounds about and right I'm, and I'm ready I'm ready for it and I mean like where he's you know he's a fairly certainly at the time he had a little bit of meat on me and uh, yeah. uh, but he took me out and we slammed against this piece of plywood and the plywood was part of a construction site and the plywood bent in but then pushed us back out. We're like, oh, okay, good. We thought it was just like plywood separating two separate parts of the parking lot until we went upstairs and looked out the window and went, oh, there was a three and a half foot story drop behind that plywood and we could have died. Oh my gosh. And that vine would have went huge if I died. Yeah. (laughs) Postmortem. That's crazy. Again, okay, really, what what would you do for the vine? I mean, (laughs) wow. Well, I wouldn't have done it if I'd known. I'd have been like, let's make something, let's do something about wordplay instead. Yeah, is that the hindsight's 2020? I I used to, I, I really like going to the Grand Canyon every year. 
Um, it was like a thing I, I mean, I didn't during COVID, I don't even think it was, it was just, this sounds like I'm going off into a tangent that no. will reconnect. And you're like, that's fine. you're like, that's great. Hannah, that's, the great Canyon. That's, okay. That's my conversation. And, and I really liked it there. And that's the end. Really <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> do you know Sean great. Tully? Do uh, no, I don't. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Anyway, I'll, good to see you. <laughs> and I just keep leaving. Um, no, but, and I look at some of the photos of me doing these, poses sort of at the edge that my dad took and was yeah. like, yeah, 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 go to the edge. And then I started to hear about all these deaths at the Grand Canyon yeah. and people taking these dang photos right at the edge and even taking selfies and filming videos. And it's, you know, it's a it's a cautionary tale. It's like, what length mm-hmm. will you go for the video or the, the pose? So silly. I feel I feel dumb for for my yoga poses at the edge of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Well, you should. I think it's a good a good life lesson that you shouldn't just <laughs> stand at the lesson. edge of gaping, you know, huge canyons, basically. And I don't know what your life lesson from the Nick Gallo video is. I've never talked to him since. Than- That's my life lessons. That was my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut that person out of your life. Exactly. That man's going <laughs> to kill me. For both of your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that was it's interesting about- we don't have to talk about Vine forever, but I mean, I, one of the interesting things about Vine, and I mentioned this the other day actually to someone, is that they were saying, you know, I think there's, you look at TikTok and it's very much a uh, similar type of thing, kind of, even though it's it's very different because it's such, the yeah. duration is so different. Um, but at the same time, I was saying, I think that I, one of the things I remember in starting Vine 2013, 2014, 15, et cetera, um, was that... I felt like uh, it, people were aware there was an opportunity there somehow. Yeah, I totally. certainly was. Were you aware? Like, did you look at that and go, "Okay, this might be a good way to," even if it wasn't necessarily like a, so uh, methodical, but even just like, "Oh, this seems like a smart thing to do," as well as being fun. I don't know if initially like smart computed. I think it was just. I mean, I know for man and, and myself, it was like we really wanted stage time and we, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're like young and want to have places to practice and LA yeah. is not always the most, especially when you're new in comedy, the most like accommodating place, yeah. you know, it's like, so I think it, I think the opportunity or the smart element of it was like, oh, this is like a place to get, you know, comedy reps in. And like, it doesn't discriminate based off of like, you're new to comedy, you're a comedy veteran. Like I, it felt like this right. sort of like neutral playing ground and, you know, Manon unintentionally suddenly like skyrocketed while I was on vacation. And she was like, Hey, this, this thing actually could lead to others. I think she's <laughs> the one that kind of caught on to that earlier. Cause we right. were just like shooting stuff in our apartment, like wah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And so then we sort of, yeah. But I, I yeah, I, I, I think for us really, it was just like, Whoa, this is good practice, you know? It's, I mean, I approached it, of course, like I was never looking for, uh, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I want to be an actor or something, or I want to be whatever. I was literally just like, I need to have fun. And and then finding out I got paid to yeah. do stuff later, is like, oh, well, I'd like to make money and have fun. Yeah, well, this is time. crazy. Yeah. And yeah. it was totally insane to be able to do that. And, uh, but I, I mean, I think it seemed obvious to me that uh, at that time, anyway, people were starting to look at, uh, your social media presence, and that would be kind of a that would be an easy way for for people who were booking you for things to kind of look at it and go, oh, you got that many uh, followers. Okay, well that sounds good. I started to feel this pressure to be like, well, I want to make sure I'm still performing because I want people to know that I can do both, that mm-hmm. I can 
perform in more long form spaces and more short form. And I, I felt like my comedy started to like, it was really important for me to still take classes because mm-hmm. I felt like I started to think in like six second increments. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it was really hard for character development. Cause I'd be like, well, I know how to do, you know, the six, but then it was Here's like, the where setup. else does it go after Here's that? Here's the punch. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was kind of a takeaway for me was remembering like what other goals I had. Uh, cause it was really easy to be like, you know, don't have to waitress. This, you're doing brand things and things, but yeah. I also wanted to perform and come up with a solo right. show and you know yeah. things like that. So I've often thought that was like a harder path to go for that. Like I said, when I was doing it, I was just I didn't know I didn't have any aspirations. Because would you want to act? I'd be like, no, I'm a terrible actor. No, yeah. absolutely right. not. Do I do stand up comedy? Terrifying. No, thank you. Uh, all <laughs> no that kind thanks. of st- yeah improv. No, absolutely not. Uh, try having I a feel conversation. Like you with kill me. at all those things though, but well, but I just also it's like, I was just fishing for compliments, yeah. so it's fun. <laughs> um, and there you go and then I reeled them all in three of them into the boat <laughs> yep um, but I you know you approached it with because uh, you're 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 honing your craft like you actually have a craft that you're honing I don't have a craft that I, I guess maybe I eventually turned it into honing a craft but I mean I didn't start out yeah, like that yeah I feel like it, you fell into this craft you know it was like <laughs> yes yeah well I mean from what you describe it also is fun because I think then anything that comes from it is this like surprise and this delight and this joy, you know, (laughs) I think for me, it was like tempering my expect, tempering my expectations with it and being like, this is a really great thing. And in order to become the best comedian I can be, I still have to put myself in vulnerable positions because I think the thing about Vine and just Instagram and anything in general on the internet is that you can edit the way in which you're seen and portrayed. And if it's not going as well as you want, you can delete it. You can't delete a live show, you know? So I feel like my, the reminder for me was like, you still have learning to do, you know, even right. though this is going great. So continue to kind of hone, like you said. And yeah. you're, I mean, you, you kill it on Instagram. You're just so incredibly funny. Your characters, characters are so great. And it's just like, it's always a treat when I see you posted something new. Like even for this mm-hmm. particular chat, before you had the chat, you were uh, stuck in traffic and posted something that was funny, <laughs> like, and just killed. And it was just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. damn it. <laughs> like, it's just so, you just did the whole, like this whole character. Um, do you find, uh, do you get more joy out of live or more joy out of the post in the videos or is it kind of just totally separate? You know, they're so separate, but I wish, I mean, I even took that video down. Like I, did you really already? Are you one of those people that takes the videos down right away? Yes. Yes. It has to do a certain, and this is not, and what's bad (gasps) is like, I teach character classes. I totally don't practice what I preach. But I think, I do think having been on the internet for that many, this many years, it has kind of tampered with my like scope and view of it. And I wish, I honestly, a goal going into this year would really be to just let things linger for longer because honestly, who cares? I'm not keeping, but I I don't, I wouldn't say I have that same freedom. Whereas with the live stuff, I like that I have, it has, it's out there and I can't take it back. And so- I think that that's really what this year I wanted to do as many live things as I could to just lean into being like, own what you did, you know? But I, I think I've gotten used to the luxury of the internet where I'm like, oh, did the first 20 minutes have been low engagement, <laughs> hide it, you know, which is so crazy. Like, why? You know, it's... It's so funny because I remember being at a, a friend of mine who's who was part of a, the Vancouver Theater Sports, and uh, they had this amazing, or had this mm. amazing theater, improv theater, uh, like Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles and all these type of people were, came up through there. Um, and um, 
it, it's really, really funny stuff and really, really good stuff. And I remember, I remember going to a show, being invited to a show, going to a show, being asked to go up on stage a couple times. It was really fun because there's like that live aspect of entertainment is like it's so ethereal, yeah. it's so e- ephemeral rather, and it's just kind of gone. Like it just happens and it, that's the best part about it is it happens and it's gone. Right. And then right. Uh, after the show, uh, they were like, would you want to, we want to get a, a drink with the cast. And I was like, yeah, amazing. I thought they were all super talented. And they're all talking about honing their craft. And they're all talking, did you catch the emotion in this? And they're like, really, like really actors sort of honing their yeah. craft. And I was saying this, I was laughing and they're like, what's funny? And I was like, uh, they're like, what's funny, internet boy? And I said, well, what's <laughs> funny is that it's like, you know, when I would have chats with uh, social media content creator friends, They'd be like, oh, the first 20 minutes was only so much engagement. Or there was this ratio to this. And right. this you're much more aware of not right. just your, it doesn't matter how good your craft was, you're balancing it with this algorithmic quantitative, you know, assessment. That no, and it's, and it's so funny because I feel like, imagine, my favorite thing about live performing as of recent is that and something I've been leaning into is that you do, you know, that first mi- is for me, the silence in between and what you can earn after the silence. So right. trying not to come out and like shoot your shot with everything, you know, trusting that you are allowed to be up there, that you can sort of let things build and grow. And the internet's so the opposite of that. It's mm-hmm. like, you have to execute immediately. It's even, even like that we're studying our analytics and going, oh, they gave up on the video in the first 20 seconds. So you got a packet full of... So it is kind of two very opposite rivaling things that you're trying to work all the time. Whereas that same thing won't work live if I don't create the necessary build. If I don't let it breathe, then I've, I've done it all at the top and there's nowhere for it to go. But on the internet, it's like, you really, it's so much harder to have that build. You really want to hook them immediately. So I kind of feel like those two things dueling sometimes. So, I mean, I've always been too lazy to, to get into that. I know a lot of people that I, that we've come up with in, in, in social media and have been really aware of all the ratios and algorithms and all kinds of stuff. And I've always been like, like, I'll just let, I'll just let that something that's out there and doesn't do well. It's like, it's uh, uh it's not doing well. Whatever. That's fine. I'll just let it sit. It's probably terrible to do so. I mean, that's so. good that you can just let it go because who cares? It's not like, it's not like I'm at home like, mm, Gregor Brittlestone. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> August 6th. That was, <laughs> that was a low. As if I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't think he's funny then. <laughs> like that, that in any world, we're all key, like, we're all focused on ourselves, right? Yeah. I just, I know. I, I, th- I, I appreciate that you're able to be like, who cares? Well, I think what it, it's made me—it's made me a better artist than most people—is what basically what you're trying to tell me is that I'm a better artist in general. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it's made you far superior to most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just, you. This is it. This whole this—it's been you. really fun doing all these interviews, <laughs> and all it is is me trying to direct the guest to compliment me somehow, and it's working so what great. You're trying to say is that I'm a sort of icon of sorts. Yes, that's what I was that's, saying. <laughs> that's even, what I'm hearing is you think I'm pretty amazing. That's correct. That's correct. Um, so, I mean, I, as I was saying, you kill it on Instagram. Your characters are so amazing. And um, I'm, I hate this kind of question, but I'm going to ask it just because I think it'll spawn other conversation. So what's where, where do you point at? What are you aiming at currently? Because you do, like you do, like you, you will teach. 
you'll uh, you perform, mm-hmm. you do the videos on social, um, and you do like you you have branded content as well, which I think is uh, you mm-hmm. should do more. Um, and because then you'd sell yourself out like me, and you could be a sellout like me, and then I wouldn't feel so bad. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, you do so much. So like, where are you pointing at? Um, I think now it's development, like my own, my own shows, TV mm-hmm. shows, and that's kind of what I have cooking up. So amazing. Yeah. That's kind of what the next year's goal is, is, is get, um, I've got some things in development and, and, um, yeah. It was a uh, very, very diplomatic, to- can't say anything answer. <laughs> a lot well, of things I mean, happening. Don't like jinx anything. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a character who's like girl who says she's working on a lot, but uh, but she's like, yeah, I've got a couple of projects in pre-production and six to 12 projects that are from a legal standpoint um, in, in development. And, and you're like, so are you doing anything? And that's kind of how I feel lately where I'm like, I have you know, 12 to 17 projects that are sort of in incubation. Um, like, okay, what are you working on? <laughs> <laughs> Try being a man in his forties explaining he makes videos on his phone. Um, what do you do? And now you know, I make. It's not the craziest thing. Well, now it isn't. It wasn't. It wasn't exactly sane back when we started. Um, I guess that's true. You know, yeah. like it's now become a thing. It's now because people are like, what do you do? Oh, I create content on social media. And like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, that's yeah. the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, but that's the only yeah. reason I've ever gotten into doing this is so that I can walk. I can go places, walk into a room, and people have a general idea. They might know me. Then I don't have to introduce myself. It takes all the pressure off me the social anxiety that's true well you know what's really funny is is people recognizing you from the internet is such a different they're like hey i know you have a picture thanks bye like it's so not like they're like i already see it online i don't need to know anymore you're like okay sorry you know it's such a different it's almost yeah i remember standing beside uh rye dune at uh Playlist live in Orlando, and it was the first one he went to, and he mm. went reluctantly. He'd been dragged there. This is not Rise scene, and it's full of young yeah. teenage people who are very excited, and a number of faces yeah. that you kind of recognize. And I and I said to him, "This is like a convention of the vaguely, you know, recognizable." Like you sort of go, "Ah, yeah. how, do I, how do I know you again? How do I know you again?" But there is that shoot. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, but do you get recognized quite a bit? Like, do because I mean, that's different for you because here I am up in Canada. There's people. There's there's like there's one channel. And, so does it, you think uh, it's, it's different if it's in Canada? Well, I think it's there's. I mean, I think you're in LA, so you're surrounded by the industry and surrounded by people who are on camera and on screen all the time. I go to uh, Sobeys and the place shuts down. No, I'm kidding. That's Sobeys is the grocery store. <laughs> that's not. That's not true. <laughs> oh my god, we got to close. He's by the bag milk. Everyone, maybe he's by the bag milk. Um, the bag milk. <laughs> yes. Do you know he's what? By, I'm not making bag he's by milk. By the up. breast pump. <laughs> No, not the bag milk, not milk from a bag, but it's milk in a bag. It's different. Got it. But I mean, slap the bag milk. <laughs> that's the name of my new production I'm like, company. There's Franzia and there's bag milk. Can't that's get it. enough of my boxed wine and my bag milk. My bag milk. See, that could be a branded content for you. you get, that's a very Canadian yeah, thing. You get you, some big American star. If you star get any in. leads on any bag yeah. milk, please send them my some way. Some in my fridge right now, but I'll, I'll hook you up with Seal Test up here in Canada and they'll just. <laughs> Let's do every what every Canadian yeah. company does. They'll get a big American star to come in, and we'll be all excited because they know what bagged milk is. Um, That's true. You know what? I would. Yeah, I, I, you it's do not it beyond me. Yeah, I. I mean, it's no. Yeah, it's it's random if people do, but it's not all the time at all. It, no, it depends. Like 
I went to like Disneyland and it was like, oh, I guess this is, it's just like, it's, it'll, it'll be one day where a bunch of people do or not at all for like months. So do you find like, like I found, uh, that there would be particular businesses or locations where I would get recognized. And I would, I would, I I mean, Mm. I like that because it gave me like an idea of the demographic of who was watching beyond analytics. Be like, oh, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, like you're saying, go to Disneyland, you know? Well, back in the Vine days, it was like the Grove. The Grove was like, right. you know, the big like, outdoor mall these thing. Viners are collabing, which must have looked so crazy. That just like <laughs> 30 Viners are just like collected around a fountain to literally make six seconds of content. I mean, what? <laughs> How crazy is that? That's so cool, though. And like, yeah, it is really cool. So, for example, you get recognized at Disneyland. That would tell you the kind of people. And you're saying people back in the Vine days would be gro- in the Grove, and and then seeing people collab and how ridiculous that was. And you know, it's definitely my demographic's definitely not really under eighteen, below like eighteen and younger. It's like eighteen to forty, right? More, or more. Yeah. Honestly, the most is twenty five to thirty four, which makes sense. I'm like, that's me. I can tell you exactly why. <laughs> I'm twenty five to thirty. I can tell you exactly why, though. Okay. Because it's, I think that you're. I think it's. This why? is the same as, and I'll bring it back to me to prove my point. And then we get to talk about me a bit. Um, is that? Uh, <laughs> Great. Is that? It's aspirational, but I think that uh, like social mm-hmm. is such a, a intimate medium because people are usually consuming it on their phones. Mm-hmm. It's in their hands. They're in vulnerable places. They're in the bathroom. They're in, in right. the bedroom. They're whatever. They're, they're they're by themselves or whatever. It's very intimate, so it's very aspirational in weird in a weird sense. Not necessarily like oh, I want it. They're so amazing. I want to be like them. But I think it's kind of like for like for right. me, I have a peak in demographics between eighteen and twenty four, and then it's nothing until mm-hmm. like forty five and up. And here's my here's my theory is that eighteen to twenty four, they look at me and go, "He's old and still having fun, and he's close to death." I would like to be like mm. that when I'm close to death. And then when they get to my yeah. age, they're like, "I am also close to death." <gasps> close to yeah. death. I am also close to death. I would like to be as happy about it as he is. And then I think, see, for you, it's much nicer because I think that you occupying that sort of 18 to 40 demographic, people are looking at you going, oh, right. I want I want to change my life to be like her or she's reflecting so much of, uh. of me. Like there's a lot of power in what you do and there's a lot of – like do you get – here's a, an aside question. One of the coolest things about doing content on social is it doesn't have to always be about content on social, but that's just where my head is at. Um, yeah. is when people say the content helps them. Have you had people come up to you and say, yeah. this, is hel- this has helped me so much? You know, I feel like I try and do a good job of um, using social to to put up comedy and then also to like illuminate things that are important to me or like try and bring those things up and like um, make it pretty transparent how I feel about stuff. I did screenshot something that made me laugh so much. And I know this wasn't meant with any malice or ill will. It just... The phrasing of it made me laugh a lot, and they wrote, (laughs) somebody wrote. This is some random commenter on one of your posts. Yeah, this is a random commenter. It's so nice, but uh, I had posted about something. Hannah, you are a survivor. Thank you so much for your openness on so many issues by which you've been affected. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. I went, I know, but I went, that's a lot of O's. How many issues have I been affected? (laughs) They're like, oh. She's had no money. She's got asthma, depression. Man, this girl's got issues. And she's so open about all of them. I think it's telling they put asthma in front of depression. That's good. 
Oh, she's oh, she's got no money. That's an asthma, O. Which makes asthma, her that's another sad. O. She um, couldn't even say this word just, so. Just, There's so many O's in it with her asthma. It felt like it felt like you can't like if you're a comedy writer, that would be too on the nose. That some like it's like you can't write that stuff. But no, I mean the greatest things are the messages from people that are like, I so appreciate you sharing about X, Y, and Z. Right. I've gone through that, or my partner has, or you know, um, and that has made me feel so. I think that is the difference, right, between like a show that you look, you know, I, it's like, I wish I could talk to Olivia Coleman about mm. how much she's changed me with her mm. shows, but you know, it's nice to be able to literally DM. Yeah. I've like DM'd celebs that I admire. And like, sometimes we do get to have a little report. I'm like, this is so crazy. And only could this exist in this present moment, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. It's fantastic. But I will tell you, like, you know, I think it's not just you necessarily sharing specific sort of serious mm. things, but even like in your characters, there was a character you did recently, uh, which was, uh, Oh, I, I'll mess up the name, but you can tell me what the name was like. Something like seriously overworked woman. Uh, oh, deeply overworked. Deep, yeah, deeply overworked woman uh, at, at a pool party, and then the other one was accepting yes. accepting a wedding invitation. Uh, That's right. And yep. my son Owen has been they'd been like overworked. He'd been like doing way too much, and it was getting yeah. crazy like for months. And I remember those two posts came up, and I just like sent them to him. I was like, "This is you currently right now." And it was especially yeah. that one where it's the wedding invitations, like, <sighs> can't, can't wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, you know, that honestly was born from, it's like, sometimes you have to laugh at like, I truly felt like every day I'd go, someone would be like, do you want to have coffee? And they'd be like, how are you? I'd be like, really good. Yeah, I guess you. Um, and I just, I was like, I am just a walking satire. And I feel like sometimes we have to be able to laugh at how ridiculous like our current state is. Right. Um, my sister and I want to make a video. She just had a baby who's now five months old. And like the, the you know, ex- exhaustion, the lengths you'll go just to make the baby laugh or like not cry. <laughs> and just us trying to like put on monologues and like wigs and sonnets and, you know, dancing and hurting ourselves, like smacking each other, whatever, you know, like yeah. just the absurd. We're like, we have to laugh at your own exhaustion and like lack of sleep. And yeah. The baby's got to laugh. The baby's got to laugh. Baby's got to laugh. We got to entertain. Wipe up the blood. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, the baby thought, likes that. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it was gas. <laughs> Hit me again. Keep hitting yourself. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Throw water in my face. I don't care. <laughs> So I was trying to think of the, uh, I was going to take this in a different direction. I've just lost my train of thought thinking about slapping each other for babies. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so you're moving to New York, which is exciting. Yeah. I think uh, I was talking uh, about you because I'm, I've been so excited to have you on uh, and chat with you. Um, you're just one of my favorite people, which is, I mean, I'm not saying that because you're on the podcast Likewise, currently. Thank you. You've always been someone who I thought, uh, well, there's someone who's genuine, who's really nice. Uh, even though you've been acting for a long time, not that nice, even though. That makes it sound like you can't be nice and act at the same time. Though, <laughs> <laughs> experience shows that's usually true. Um, but uh, you've just been very genuine and authentic, and, 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 I, and I appreciate your time very much. Um, and your talent, all the stuff you give. And I'm done sucking up to you. See how I did that? That was nice. I did that so we could turn it back to me in a minute. Thanks. Um, but you're moving to New York and I was mentioning <laughs> I'm eating this. the compliments. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. I was mentioning that you're moving to New York and uh, we were talking about, you know, like, oh, that seems like a really smart idea. That seems like a really smart mm. idea. Is it is it a tactical move for you to move to New York from L.A.? Um, 
You know, for a lot of years, both my fiance and I, he got his first master's at Columbia and I grew mm. up in New York. Like that's where I right. had my childhood. Um, but I haven't been there as an, as, I keep saying as a grown up, as if I'm like 13. <laughs> I haven't been here as a grown up. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't say grown up. You are a grown up. You're an adult. It's adult. Um, but I haven't been there as a grown up. Uh, but and so he wanted to go back to school for cinema studies and he was applying oh, cool. around here and we were like, well, what about New York? And when he got into NYU, it was like, yeah, I want to do this too. I yeah. want to perform out there. I want to, mm. I want to change of pace. So it kind of just was this, you know, being a good partner and also selfishly feeling really excited myself for the change. So I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's not exactly like you're going from, you know, like one huge fishbowl to another, you know, to a tiny fishbowl. Like, They're both huge fishbowls. We're not going to like Sheboygan or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, not that good of a partner. T- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But Keepsy can't yeah, I wait. Go to school in Japan. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'll see you in a couple of years. I don't know. We'd, we'd figure something out. Thank God out. for FaceTime. <laughs> we'd figure something yeah. out. Yeah. That's good. You're very pragmatic about I just, it. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure something out. Uh, um, so, do you think that there's like do you, do you think that there's a I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase this question? Do you feel that it's good or bad? Oh, that's a terrible way to say it. it doesn't matter. Do you feel it's good or bad <laughs> to uh, to for someone who's interested in in getting into entertainment in any sort of format uh, to be in mm-hmm. L.A. or to be in like a place I've often noticed like when the first time I went to to LA that first time we went you that time Mm -hmm. we were getting our rental car we arrived at LAX we got on the Enterprise rent-a-car bus thing to go to the Enterprise place and it was it was late at night and it was just me and my son Gregory was 12 at the time maybe or 11 and and I'd never been to LA before and I was like well obviously we're gonna get shot at some point and uh, we're in the bus bus driver super nice guy probably a little bit younger than me and he said so what are you guys doing here and we're oh we're very excited we got these meetings with Disney and Nickelodeon and blah 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 all this kind of stuff and we you know we're on Vine and we make Vines and oh we're fantastic and there's this new uh, what was the the time there's this new uh, series that I've written and it's going to be turned into web series and He's like, oh yeah, I have like a pilot in the works right now. It's actually being funded. And the guy had like way more qualifications, way more reasons to brag than me. And he was driving the rental car bus and I thought I was the big shot. And that's when it dawned on me. It's like, oh, LA is just full of people like me doing all the same thing. Is that good or bad? I mean, I, I feel like the kind of amazing thing about virtual now is that you really can achieve a lot of what you want without having to be here. I think like, I really, there's a lot of things I like about LA, but if I hadn't found my people, Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a lot more insufferable to be here, kind of like constantly in the grind of it. But I just don't think you have to be in any city anymore to achieve what you want. And you can go back and forth. Um, You know, everything's tapes now. Everything's, I've like, the thing I've been working on has all been virtual meetings for the past few months. So, and I know like COVID restricting, but mm-hmm. um, I think there's benefits to both. I don't, you know, I, I, I think you have to make a point of having breaks. Like I would say every five weeks or something, I get out of LA right. somehow, right. whether it's like I go to Idlewild, which is like two hours mm-hmm. away, just enjoy like the woods yeah. or, uh, you know, go to Portland or something. Mm-hmm. I just think like 
balance, no matter where you are, is important, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. One of the things yeah. I'll say to you yeah. that uh, this I'm turning into a dad now, and I'm I don't know don't know exactly why. I think it's because you've shift position, and I'm thinking oh, I should probably give her some good dad advice now. Um, yeah. Not that yeah. you need it because you you have your dad's got amazing hair as well. Oh yeah, I've got a great dad, great yeah. hair, phenomenal great, hair, great insight, phenomenal Dutch accent, really right. good. I mean, that's, I mean, I can't compete with that, but I'll try to. Um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I think one of the things about that always drove me nuts about watching uh, people that we met thanks to social media, like yourself, or I uh, think of like, you know, David Milchard, or I, mean, I even like talking to like Jason Nash or something. And yeah, I would be like, like to me, you've kind of already established your draw to people. You've already established the fact that you're talented, already, already established the fact that right. people want what you've got. The alternate of what was said to me by two guys in LA uh, in a meeting about six months ago, he said, no one should want what you're selling, but for some reason they do. And I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, but uh, whereas you've proven <laughs> like, that- I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, exactly. okay. Thank you. Um, but you've got, you know, the, you're, you're actually demonstrated that people want what you are offering. And I, it, mm-hmm. I make, it cringes, I, I, I cringe rather when I think of like people like yourself or David Milchard or Jason Nash or something like I always say to them, like, you're, you're stars. You're goddamn stars. You don't need to audition. They should be coming to you. Do you ever, like, do you ever, uh, do you think it's just not like that? Or do you think that, I don't want to go back to the social media talk necessarily, but that idea of, you know, do you feel like, oh, you're on social media? Oh, well, no. Well, you're going to have to try harder or something. Or not, um, not anymore. Mm, no, because, I, I, you know, I think there's something, me and Jason Nash are, it's like, Jason is like a viral, millions everywhere. So I feel like I'm in a nice little pocket where those are really two separate things. Like, I don't think that that's going to be the reason that I have the show is like the following. No, But I do think like uh, people will take the meetings and be like, what have you written and what what are you working on? Well, sure. I feel like I'm kind of in that nice little sweet spot. But, you know, nobody wants to audition. And yet that's just, I read the other day that like, some of our favorite actors in huge movies right now still are up against, they're up against huge actors too. Like yeah. it just becomes a, a smaller pool, but they're still having to like audition for it, which is pretty wild. You just got to like get used to it, you know? Um, I, it's, a, it's a process that drives me insane. And I remember Gregor doing it, lots of auditions and it's a, it's a soulless, horrible soul destroying process. Really and I, I admire anyone that can go through yeah. it. Um, but I mean, it, yeah. it seems to just be part yeah. of the industry and it just seems to be kind of like, okay, that's the way it is. I think it's just like, part, yeah, it truly is just part of it. And, you know, and it becomes a numbers game and just you get closer and closer and then, yeah. Do you psych yourself out I for these things I think it's not letting, not taking it personally. Um, I've really like learned to detach from them. Um, I've been acting since I was a kid. Yeah. So I feel like that, yeah. I, you know, you just have to like do it. And sometimes I'll just throw my sides away after. Cause mm. I'm like, if it comes back around, it comes back around, but I got to just let it go until right. then, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, you just got to do little tricks to keep yourself, to maintain your sanity. As you mentioned there, you've been acting since you were a child. Are you tired of people saying, ha ha, you're my one degree of Kevin Bacon now. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> Not in in years, but yeah, I did. It's been a while. That was my nickname in like fifth or sixth grade. My nickname in school was Kevin Bacon. Right, because you were for people who don't know who are listening. You you were in a film called The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon when you were a child. 
just a, barely a child. I was like 11 or 12. I was little, Same age as Gregor 11. was we when think. he started social. There you go. Crazy. Crazy times. Exactly. Crazy, crazy. Um, well, listen, I have two more questions for you, and then I'll let you uh, go pack for New York. If you haven't packed yet and you're leaving, like what, when are you leaving? Like tomorrow or something? I'm pretty much packed. Oh, I good. have to go ship some boxes today. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, here's the question. So the question is, the uh, first question is, uh, give me a really great tip, and it can be about anything. It doesn't matter what it is, but a really great tip. I just think like don't you really want to go experience something like leave your phone if you don't you know don't even have it and say you're going to be off of it and turn it off like leave it at home mm-hmm. for like two hours okay. often mm-hmm. like just go experience things without your phone it's good <laughs> more often i like that that was a good tip yeah that's a nice tip uh not i don't want anyone that listens yeah. to this podcast or that follows me on social to do that whatsoever i'd like them to be total <laughs> i'd like them to be Get tethered off your phone forever <laughs> Don't listen to podcasts. Don't support comedians. I would like people to be emotionally tethered or anchored to me. Yeah. Like a you, I take it I redact my statement. Always be on your phone. That's when better. You think you shouldn't be. Keep it nearby and on and loud. That's good. That's better. The first one was like an okay tip. That was a really great tip. That was good. Yeah. Uh last question is this. So, social media addiction spikes after Brickstar. Star is really great podcast. <laughs> Hannah Pilka says, give up on real life. Um, so here's my last question. All a simulation anyway. Okay, what's your question? <laughs> my question is this. Uh, let's say you could go back in time, not to when you were a child, but just to a year ago. One year ago, what would you tell? Okay. So you, you're sitting there in your room or you're off somewhere off your phone like a caveman and uh you're off your phone and then uh, out of the ether approaches yourself and you're like hi it's me you from a year in the future and i wanted to tell you this dot 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 and then what, what do you say to yourself just like go for it like there's really nothing to be afraid of other than not taking the risk like truly i think the biggest regret ever is always just like man i wish i had just like gone for it a little bit more so yeah, just like take the plunge. That was really good. That was really good. Yeah. It's a really interesting question for me to ask And people. stay on your phone all the time. Stay on your phone. <laughs> While you're at, you would have went back a year from now and you would have back a year ago and you'd be like, yeah, and where's your phone? Don't stop. Yeah, stop taking the breaks from your phone. You need it. <laughs> Get on your phone. Make more, make more videos. Don't sleep. Just make videos. And don't, yeah. No, you know what the other thing I would say to myself is stop deleting your videos. <gasps> I, and I still need to hear that. You should stop deleting your videos. I will tell you that I know. right now. It's horrendous. You know what? It, when you told me that earlier in the conversation that you had deleted the video that you made right before you came onto this chat. And it, it made me, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even saying this for like, for uh, exaggeration's sake or anything. It literally made me a little sad because it made me think, what other stuff yeah. have I missed? What other things have I missed? Probably, I mean, a lot. I know. So, okay. Well, maybe I'll try. <laughs> it's. I mean, I mean, there's lots of reasons. I'm gonna try not to. Good, because there's lots of reasons. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, uh, like, yeah. there's we all go through phases where like, no, delete, and that's not any good. That's not any good. But it's like, just let me, yeah, let me but decide. Also, it's it's not even that I believe that things aren't any good. That's the real problem. Oh, no. I think everything I put up is actually brilliant. 
So, and that's you, like, the are problem. You, are you being serious when you say that? I think, I think that's amazing if you do. Do you honestly feel that way? I think that everything I put up has something really funny within it. And yeah. I think it's frustrating that that the power I give the internet because it's almost like me telling myself, like, actually what you thought is funny isn't because a hundred people didn't validate that. But see, here's know? the thing. Is, I'm. Do you often get asked, well, I'll ask you the question as well. Do you often get asked by people who are, like, say, younger or not even younger, just whatever, people saying, I want to get into it. I want to start mm-hmm. creating content online. What, what tips do you have for me to create content? And one of the things I say to people is that the – just because something doesn't get the views or the likes, the engagement, that doesn't mean the content's no, bad. Right. It's got nothing to do with it. It's algorithmic. It's not more than algorithmic. It's also it's, what's happening in the news. It's like there's so many factors involved. A thousand percent, yeah. Or what day it is or what time it is. Or And it's funny. I really need to practice what I preach because that is such a kind of cornerstone of what I tell other people. So, And I think I go through phases. I'll have like months where I'm like, no, I'm keeping it up. And then I, I think it's just a really easy way to like, realize, oh, I'm in, I'm going through a tough time. I'm going to, I'm more likely to, de- not tough time, right. or like I'm stressed. I'm more likely to delete. So I think it's like, there's so much subconscious stuff happening when we're on our social that alludes to other stuff. Yeah, but, for yeah, sure. I'm going to try to keep Keep, it, keep, keep stuff the stuff, because it's exciting for people who are fans like me. I want to see what you're yeah. putting up there. And, and, and yeah. you know, again, like you made fun of earlier, it's like, I'm not going to go back. People who like you aren't going to go back to like, you know, March 7th and go, that was a real stinker. I've been yeah, wasting my time. Yeah, that's weird. There you know. weren't enough comments that day. Yeah, because yeah, no totally. one's no one's appreciating totally. it that way. It's like when you used oh. to see cart. See, I'm old, so I'd be like when you used to like look at a Far Side cartoon or something in the in the newspaper, and you'd be like, "Oh, I didn't get it. I'm not going to tell anyone I didn't get it because it, <laughs> maybe I'm the idiot." Right. 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 That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. That's true. Oh yeah. Maybe that went over my head. That's a good way of looking at it. Right. Oh, maybe I'm not intelligent. Maybe everyone missed it and that's their bad not mine that's the key as someone who creates content who's a performer entertainer is to make the audience feel bad about themselves and then you can feel better (laughs) yeah yeah you heard it here first that's right that's the the key your fault (laughs) a separate thing which i I may not keep this in but a separate thing that i use to sort of maintain my sanity when i'm posting stuff and, and not getting too hung up on numbers and engagement is a fantastic story about how uh i often I have to be careful. I say this. I often see myself as Don, as uh, David Hasselhoff, not so much as looks, not so much as a thing, mm. but meaning like he's like an old weird guy who still makes music and uh, somehow incorporates his stuff, and it's just all like eh, it's cheesy and whatever. Anyway, right? Hassel, right. Hasselhoff did a uh, TV special, sunk tons of money into this TV special, massive amounts of money in the States. Uh, that's where you are, the States, by the way. And, um, yeah, I am. <laughs> and and uh, spent tons of money doing this amazing, huge, glitzy variety type show with music and comedy, basically showcasing everything the Hoff can do. And it yeah. aired the exact same day as OJ's White Bronco car chase thing. And nobody oh, watched it. Now, whether it was wow. actually good, I don't know if it was actually good. I'll have to go see if I can find it online. And it, I mean, I don't yeah. know, maybe. But the thing was, I always stuck it in my head. It everybody by. Exactly. So it always sticks on my head when I'm posting something and it doesn't get the reaction. It's like, it's probably not necessarily me or the content. It's probably the rest of the world. It's not, you know. It's not a great time. It's, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. There you go. So just remember, just remember yeah. that. OJ Simpson. That's always, that's, if you feel dark, <laughs> if you feel low. I will. I'm going to think about that. Remember, OJ stole David Hasselhoff's thunder. When in doubt. Yeah, that's exactly it. God damn it, OJ. (laughs) 
Don't start me on OJ. This Don't even get me started. It's on the that guy. it's the worst. Thank you so much for spending your time chatting. I really, really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and always a fan. Oh, likewise. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. The Really Great Podcast is fueled by our well-caffeinated friends at Club Coffee. Don't get too excited because there's no actual club to join. It's just a weird name. I don't know why they chose that name, but they did, and they're called Club Coffee. The good news is they make delicious compostable coffee pods. You can find it at retailers across Canada, like Loblaws, Amazon, and Costco. If you're not into coffee, sorry. Oh, and they're Canadian too, eh? I am such a big fan of Hannah Pilkis. And I always have been, um, as I was pretty evident in that fawning conversation we just had. Um, but she's just incredibly talented. Uh, you know, what she neglected to say is that she's like good friends with people like Chloe Feynman from SNL. And, uh, you know, she's she's well connected because she's so damn likable. She's just so nice and so funny and just so great. Uh, and she's, you know, she's a nice person as well. And I think that's kind of been my rule as I get into uh, my my older years, the elder part of my life, is that, um, you know, it's one thing for someone to be impressive or talented, and it's an entirely other thing for them to be impressive, talented, and nice. And I will always choose the people who are impressive, talented, and nice over the other crowd. I don't need to put up with not nice people anymore. Why would I? I don't think anybody should, especially, you know, even you. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't put up with that. Just go for nice people. It's the way to be. Anyway, I had such fun talking today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I hope to see you back here for the next episode. Thanks for listening.